Welcome back to the Resilient Business Podcast, a resource for collective action in a time of crisis. We've started this pop-up podcast to help entrepreneurs and business owners build resilience. We'll be sharing concrete advice to get through very real challenges surrounding COVID-19. And we'll also be facilitating space to come together as a wider community so we can support and encourage one another. Your hosts today are Sonia Simone and Heather Thorkelson. This episode of Resilient Business FM is brought to you by the Slow Business Adventure, a gathering place for business owners who want a more mindful approach to business. You can check out the first issue of their digital magazine by going to slowbizfix.com. So let's jump into today. Right. So today we're going to talk about taking stock of your assets and constraints so you can get a full view of the resources you have at your disposal and find new pathways to help your clients and customers while at the same time keeping your business humming along during very unpredictable times. Absolutely. And I'm going to jump right into it. We have a ton of ideas, so we'll try and um, cover them without totally overwhelming you. And I always like to talk about making an actual list like on paper or in a you know an app um, just in your notes program talking about your assets as a business owner or a side hustler or you know whatever business ownership means to you right now and sitting down and actually just making a list starts to get you thinking about what you may be able to help customers or clients out with so most business exists because it helps another person or another organization get what they want or what they need. So think about the ways that you might be able to do that. And especially when things are weird, I like to make a really unfiltered list. So I don't like to just list like my niche, like my niche is copywriting and marketing, but I would have a list that was all kinds of things that I might be able to help somebody with. So, um, It could be writing, it could be problem solving, um, it could be, you know, teaching, um, like a new kind of way of teaching, anything you know how to do. And so, you know, go ahead and get outside of your niche. I mean, if you are, let's say, you're like a dietitian and you, you coach clients on on what they're eating, but maybe you like to like fly hot air balloons, you could put that down, put everything down. Don't, don't narrow it down yet. Um, You know, there's, there's nothing lost by making a bigger list than you're actually going to end up using. Yeah, absolutely. I love the idea of just getting everything out because there are so many different ways that we can help people besides just the one thing that we focus on in our business. Now, talking about constraints, I want to touch upon the idea of time because for everybody right now, I think time has become a very weird concept since our lives just look so different uh, under the current, current circumstances. So you may feel like you have a lot less time at the moment if suddenly you find yourself working from home and you got the kids and the dog climbing on you, you're trying to send an email or make a phone call. You know, it, it must feel very constrictive for a lot of people. I'm certainly feeling that. But the interesting thing about time is that when we have fewer uninterrupted stretches, we tend to be more productive because we got to cram all that stuff that needs to get done in those little stretches of time. So I want you to look at your situation, your current living situation, and see where you can negotiate 
small blocks of uninterrupted time just to work on priority items in your business. Maybe that means you lock yourself in the bedroom or the bathroom while your partner minds the kids. Or if you don't have a partner or kids, maybe it's just a question of, you know, shutting down all social media, putting all of your devices in another room for a two hour window, just so that you can focus on drafting that proposal or making that video. I personally, you know, during COVID-19 times or not, I really like to eat the frog or in other words, do the thing that I least want to do first, because then I feel like everything else after that is just gravy. <laughs> so what I do is I put in earplugs. I tell everyone with an earshot, don't bug me until I finish this thing. I got this thing I got to do. Don't talk to me. Don't ask me any questions. Just like, let me sit in the corner, do my thing. And it's amazingly effective because all I want to do is get back to the thing that I like to do or hanging out with my loved ones. So it's that, that uninterrupted time of focus is, is really valuable. You'd probably be very surprised with what you can achieve. So whatever your specific living arrangements, time can work in your favor if you set those boundaries and if you use those stretches to cover the top priority items. Yeah. And it's, um, this is one of those things for myself. It's like I have to learn it and relearn it like twice a week, you know. I am constantly renewing that commitment. So if that's you, and honestly, I think it's most people, yeah. um, don't let that don't let that stress you out. Just say, Oh yeah, right, I'm gonna do that, you know, I'm gonna do that again. Um, and we'll have a few specific suggestions for just concrete ways to do it. But if um if you struggle with it, I just want to tell you right now, everybody struggles with it. So you know, or not everybody, but the people who don't, we don't really talk to them because <laughs> <laughs> who really wants to talk to that person? Um, that time thing brings something up for me. When you're thinking about your assets and your constraints, um, sometimes they're in both columns. Sometimes a thing is in both columns and time is one. So like right now, many people, our whole relationship with time is different right now. So you don't have a commute maybe anymore. So that's like you have more time, but everybody in your household is home 24 seven and in your face. So you have less time. So things can be in both categories and um, that's okay. Like that's actually, don't let that throw you. Um, if you feel like, well, I have more time, no commute. I'm going to put it in my assets list but I have less time because everybody is up in my grill 24 seven. I'm going to put it on my constraints list. Money is another really common one. You can have money in the bank, hopefully. Um, so that's an, an asset. And at the same time right now, you don't want to spend it. So it's a constraint. Like one of my constraints is I really want to not spend any money. I don't have to. So don't let that throw you. Um, I want to talk about, one of my favorite things about this exercise, and by the way, I do this with all of my clients. I do this with my own business all the time. This is just one of those, like, if you don't do it frequently, you could probably benefit from doing it more frequently. Um, I love assets that people overlook. And that's something, like if I do coaching with somebody, I'm, um, it's kind of one of my things that I am good at is I'm like, hey, you know what? You never considered this is really, you're good at this. So you might have um, you might have an interesting speaking voice. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a radio voice. My friend Naomi Dunford at Itty Biz has a not so radio voice, but it's really distinctive. You hear Naomi once, you never forget it. That's an asset. She's got a really distinctive voice. Um, you know, you might be good at cheering people up. 
you know what? That's an awesome asset right now. If you have that, if you're, if you're good at just helping people feel a little better, man, that's an awesome one to be using. Um, you might be in a niche people don't think is creative, but you're a creative person, you know, like you're, um, you, you're an accountant, but you also like to sketch. Um, that's a really great asset, that creativity or that skill. Um, again, I don't know how you're going to fold it in right now, but put it on the list. Um, you might have a great BS detector. This is a wonderful asset. If you have it, put it down. Um, and I know Heather's husband has a really delightful kind of hidden asset um, that I hope maybe she could share with us. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, he, I like to call him the retiree whisperer. <laughs> He's... <laughs> He's just, he is amazing with anyone over the age of 55. Like it's, they just love him. They flock to him. He knows how to speak with older folks and the really elderly as well. I mean, I don't know how many ladies over 80 are completely in love with the guy. <laughs> and I, it's, it's so lovely. It's so heartwarming. And like he deals with people for a living, you know, yeah, and it's a yeah. huge, huge asset. And it's just part of his personality. It's part of who he is. And it's very genuine. Yeah. Um, Heather's husband is like, honestly, one of the nicest people I ever met, <laughs> possibly because I am pushing that over 55. So it might be, there might be something going. Um, <laughs> so other assets um, to think about, make sure they're on your list. One of the big ones is you have an audience, whether you know it or not. So marketers, especially content marketers like me, we think about audiences. So it's not just an email list, although if you have that for sure, put that on your list. But there's just a group of people who like can see you like you have friends on Facebook, or you have people you're connected to on LinkedIn. Or um, maybe you share like I share really small like drawings and things like that, totally unrelated to my business on Instagram. That's an audience that I have that I can talk to. Um, just people you know, your friends, your friends, you know, there's people in your circle, you know, some of those people probably are business owners. So they're kind of, that's, Heather's going to talk a little bit more about um, ways they can help us out. But your audience, whether it's big or whether it's small, and then your reputation with that audience, your relationship, yeah, everybody talks about that. But also your reputation. How do they feel about you? How do they see you? That's always one of the most important to assets you have. It's going to be, you know, when you're a big fancy business owner and you have a super impressive business. So put that on your list and then think about how to nurture it. Um, another asset is, do you have some way of publishing on the web? So maybe you already have a blog or maybe you already have a website. Um, that's awesome. If you have that for sure on the list. If you don't, then it's time to look for like something simpler, you know, it's okay to start with a simpler tool, a Squarespace, something along those lines. Um, and while you're at it, um, make a list of all those things you subscribed to or those courses that you bought that you never made time for. I mean, I have always a rich collection of things that like I bought, I was enthusiastic, I listened to one lesson, I loved it, I didn't listen to any more of it. So right now that's on my asset list as I'm going through some of those. I have good stuff on my hard drive that I can be using. Um, I have good stuff literally on my bookshelf that I can be using, read or reread. Now, um, I just would caution you, 
try not to put too many things on here that are things you could pay for, like you haven't paid for yet. So this isn't like, well, I can buy this super expensive um, thing that they're doing a launch for right now and I could spend like $5,000, $10,000, et cetera on that. I'm not saying don't, I'm just saying, let's put the assets on your list you already have, or like they're a free thing that you could pick up and you could learn in an hour. Um, or, you know, five or $10 a month, really, really low cost. Put those in your assets column. The big investments, um, let's just put those to one side for now. You might still decide that's a great idea, but um, right now we're just thinking about what do you actually already have, or you can pick it up with very low investment of your time and your money. I love that, Sonia, and it goes really beautifully into the next point that I want to bring up for folks, and because it's free. <laughs> so one of my favorite tips for both my clients and my friends and my family, anyone really, is when you find yourself wondering what to do about X, Y, or Z, you have to ask the question, who do I need to talk to, right? Because we do have this tendency when, especially business owners, when we work from home, you know, even if we have people on our team, but we're sort of in solitude, we tend to feel a bit cut off and we get stuck in that silo of thinking that we're, we're just doing things all on our own. We're running a business on our own or we're the decision maker and we've got to find the answer by ourselves. When in fact, we all have incredible brain power and resources at our fingertips. I mean, thank you, internet, right? We, we live in an amazing age. So, in other words, it's very easy to forget that you have this network, you have the community. As you said earlier, Sonia, you know, you have an audience, whether you know it or not. You, everyone has an audience, right? So those people out there that you're connected with, your business friends, they're a huge asset. And even if they're also going through tough times right now, because let's face it, who isn't? They can likely be a very helpful source of answers because of what or who they know. And let's face it, we love to help people, right? We love it when we can connect our friend or a business colleague or something, you know, to another person that can help them. We love helping people find solutions. It's really the lifeblood of the relationship economy. So if you're not sure about, you know, what to do, what to do about like a niggly tax question or, you know, you're scratching your head over how to add Google Analytics code to your website or something like that, just ask yourself, who do I need to talk to? Kind of stop that thought process in its tracks because you can probably get an answer much quicker just by tapping into that amazing resource that you have. Um, and you know, like that's how you get it done, right? We don't do this alone. Running a business, it's like raising a kid. It takes a village and especially in times of uncertainty. And so I really want to drive that home. Your village is a huge asset. Who do I need to talk to? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just, we can't, <laughs> we cannot stress this enough. Um, it's very, for some of us, for some personality types, I'm one. I'm like a cat, right? As soon as I get injured, I crawl into the closet and, and get away from people. As soon as things are hard, I tend to distance instead of um, reaching out. If that's you, just recognize it and and remind yourself to reach out. Um, and we do have a Facebook group, a community that we're pulling together around this podcast just for this. If you don't know any business owners, and sometimes we don't, um, this is where you can meet some, some people who have your mindset. So uh, if you boogie on, just point your browser to resilientbusiness.fm. Um, we pull some links together for you and we'll, 
we'll have some information on how you can get into that group. So I want to wrap it up, um, just get concrete. We like to get kind of tactical because we want to keep you out of overwhelm. Um, some things you might do next, ideally today would be an awesome time. The first would just be sit down and literally make a list on a piece of paper or um, you know, on your computer in Evernote or whatever you use. Um, just make sure you leave some room because you're gonna be you will come back and add. Tonight, you know, right before you go to sleep, you'll think, oh wow, I never thought about that could be on my asset list and you're running at it. So leave yourself room. Yeah, for sure. And you know, going back to the whole time management thing, I mean, we're none of us are really managing our time that well right now, right? I mean, this is this is a very new normal that we're getting used to. However, if you want to try to find sneaky ways to get in those little stretches of really focused time, I really recommend to try the Pomodoro technique of time management. So if you haven't heard of this before, it's just a simple technique of using a timer to break down work into intervals. Usually it's 25 minutes in length and it's separated by short breaks. So you, you focus for a little while, then you take a break, go talk to somebody, eat a cookie, and then go back and do another 25 minutes. And again, you know, going back to that idea of like when you can really focus uninterrupted, it's amazing what you can get done. And I'm not talking here about this like go, go, go productivity, like let's be amazing and take over the world. I mean, just just to keep things running, right? We just want to keep things running, feel like we're making some kind of progress, like we're helping our businesses move forward. This is a very non-aggressive approach, but, but trying to work within the constraints that we have right now. And of course, the eating the frog thing that I mentioned as well. The thing that you least want to do, do it first. Rip that Band-Aid off, get it done first thing in the morning, because the rest of the day you'll feel way better, I promise, based on my own experience. Yeah, it's it's hard to even convey how good you feel after you did that crappy thing. And the crappy thing usually doesn't take as long as you fear it's going to take. Yeah. Um, so Pomodoro is it's like a really good thing. There's a ton of apps um, and timers, web-based timers you can get for Pomodoro. If you just Google Pomodoro timer, um, and we'll give you a link to one, just why not? But they're very easy to find. Um, and of course, you're your, your mobile device and your laptop. We have plenty of ways to set timers. And then finally, just a quick encouraging word. Um, when things shake up like this, and of course, I really don't think things have shaken up quite like this in my lifetime, in my parents' lifetime. So it, this is pretty crazy. But it's really easy to be hyper aware of all the things we cannot do the new constraints, you know, um, we can't go anywhere we feel like going, or at least if we can go, we should not go just anywhere right now, right? We should be super mindful about where we go. Um, there's, you know, <laughs> in my country, it's still kind of hard to get toilet paper, you know, it's like, there's constraints, we're super aware of them, we're talking about them all the time. If, if the first thing I want to say is, Sometimes a constraint lets you look at something in a new way that's like, I could do this thing in a different way and that would be cool, okay? So a lot of folks are having all kinds of new creative ideas about working online because we have to. So that, that can happen. And just making that list of the assets and the constraints, it gives you a wider view and it's so easy to get tunnel vision right now. And that wider view lets you see you know, I could do something. There is a thing I could do. 
And once you start doing it, you're going to feel a trillion times better. So um, just, you know, as usual, going to wrap it up. Um, we would love your help to help us get the word out. Help your fellow business owners or entrepreneurs or side hustlers or owners or makers um, with their own feelings of overwhelm, with their own um, concerns about uh, building more resilience and managing the lumps and the bumps. Resilientbusiness.fm is just a little landing page we created to give you some links and resources and help you get into things like that Facebook group um, and just other things. Our focus is on lower cost or um, free resources that can help you get it done. So Heather, thank you so much for connecting with me today and helping people out. Absolutely. Thank you as well, Sonia. And to everybody listening, until next time, stay safe and do great things.